Good morning, everyone. And here we are once again on a Wednesday morning for MBA On Air with Amar Delon and Dr. Kana. Of course, all of this is made possible with the beauty of technology. Amar Delon and Dr. Kana all the way in Malaysia. But of course, loving Cebu, missing Cebu. That's why they're coming back on air with us to share best practices. Mr. Delon, of course, our favorite Malaysian Visaya business coach and Dr. Kana sharing her thoughts on mental health. Wow, that was a mouthful. Good morning, both of you. And this is MBA On Air. Welcome. Good morning, June. Speaking of uh, Malaysian Visaya, Mosta to all of my uh, Visaya and friends, family there. Kabaloko uh, Visaya, I still remember very well. That's and nice. That's nice. So Visaya that when I come to Malaysia, call my children in Visaya, right? Like like my son spilled his uh, milk the other day. I just went like, Samokta Anand. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was like, uh, with the intonation and everything. So sometimes I catch myself because uh, Sabu has always been at uh, find my, my true self there. So I've always missed Sabu. And it's very fulfilling when I get my Cebu fan sending messages saying how it's helpful that the that advices I'm giving them that the suggestions I'm giving them is worth more than money and transforming people it, it, it inspires me to go on and I feel like I can still reach out and, and help this community of uh, people that has given me so much so yep good morning good morning to you and good morning to Dr. Kana as well good morning June good morning I hope you're well and um Hope that we can share more valuable content today, more and this reaches out to more people out there. Yeah, you know, the way it is in Cebu, Dr. Kana, people just quietly listen to what we're saying, but they're taking it in. For sure, they're taking it in. Well, this is so exciting because we got a message from Hermito Mesola, right? Mr. Delon, and he's saying that um, he's saying biz tips idea for free worth a million. Thank you. Helps me also doing my small business. Motivates a lot. Wow, isn't that inspiring? It is, it is inspiring. Uh, Rumito is uh, my personal trainer and um, he's been my personal trainer for a long time. And when times were right, you know, he had great opportunities abroad. He went to came back. But this is uh, what he means. Uh, when, when somebody provides you service beyond money, right? You want to respect them and you always yearn for them to come back to you again and again. So even though I'm in Malaysia right now, there are hundreds of trainers in Malaysia, I choose to go with this individual because he's dedicated in his craft. And I'm not doing it only to support him, but I'm doing it because I know I will get the best from him. And this is loyalty, this is gratitude on both ends. And that's what I love about my Sayak clients, uh, be it in Mindanao, be it in Cebu, wherever they are. Um, when they see you as family, you're family for life. And this is me taking care of family all the way there. That's very true. Thank you, Mr. Delon. And we truly appreciate you doing MBA on air because you really are sharing a lot of great things with the Cebuano public and, and not only in Cebu, to anyone who actually listens to us wherever uh, they are in the world right now. Of course, please don't be a stranger. You can reach Mr. Delon. And if you have any questions, let him know. Um, maybe you can remind everybody of your socials, Mr. Delon. Yep, so you can always reach me via any of my social media. Uh, on Instagram at Amar Delon. Uh, you can email me at magicbizcodeneal.com. Or you can go to my website at adaccess.biz. And there's a lot of free tips there, ways to communicate with me and everything else. All right, since you got that, uh, we hope you wrote it down. Magic Nation, Amar Delon and IG, magicbizcoach at gmail.com. And of course, adaccess.biz. So on to the topic of today. 
Today, we are talking about something relevant, work-life balance. Wow. How do we get that? How do we achieve that? Especially so in this COVID era, because where we work is where we live these days because we are all working from home. And uh, this becomes a major torture, especially when we get uh, lockdown periods. Like in uh, Manila right now, it's uh, MECQ. In Malaysia, it's, uh, it's total lockdown. So when it's total lockdown, you can't even go out anymore. Of your, it's such a hassle to get out there. How do you balance it? Is it even possible? If so, how? Simplest truth about this is that it is never permanent work-life balance. Wow, that sounds so exciting, Mr. Delon. Is it even possible and how? That's the biggest question. And that's what I'm going to throw to both of you today so that we can share it with uh, Magic Nation, who's eager to know what you have to say about this. The thing about work-life balance is it's never permanent, always off. In life, uh, when life generally is going well, only one part of your life is really going well. For example, career might be going well, but your personal life might not be going so well. Or your career and personal life might be going so well, but your health might not be so well. Or your career, personal life, health might be going so well, but uh, money is not so well. Something will always be there for you to work on. This is life. There is never going to be life that has zero problem. Only one place has zero problem is when you're dead. That's why the heartbeat goes up and down, up and down, up and down. You want things to go level, there's no more heartbeat. In this particular time and day, life goes up and down and uh, we do a lot of things and we do a lot of things at home. Home used to be a place where we cut off work, yet now it's everywhere. So how do you balance this? I myself have this problem. There are days when I when I wake up and I go like, oh my lord, what am I going to do? You know, it's so overwhelming. And at moments like this, the wonderful thing about working from home is I can take a few hours off. I actually have a little uh, beanbag to just crash on and I just look up at the ceiling for a while, about an hour or two, and I catch myself again. I mean, I have people coming to me, associates, clients who come to me and say like, Mar, I don't know what to do. I need uh, at least uh, 300,000 pesos every month to operate. Like killing myself, I'm at the verge of everything. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So it's overwhelming stories that I, I hear. And I have, on the other hand, very, very selfish people who say things like, Oh, anything is possible. All you have to do is do this. All you have to do is, it's not that cut and dry. Right? Different people have different realities. You need to be empathetic to different people's needs, stuff like that. So this is when you have to discover when you feel like this. I'm going to give you a little simple scale. If you ask yourself, and last week, I think last week, right? We did a questionnaire. If you can answer, you can understand what is your level of stress. I'm going to give you a simpler one. On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being your life is perfect, and one being your life is disastrous, ask yourself right now, where would you rate it? If you answer anything less than five, then we need to talk, right? Let us know. We'll arrange a, a free workshop for you guys, a quick 30 minutes workshop, 40 minutes workshop with myself and Dr. Kana. We'll help you come out of this. No holes barred. So I ask you, June, on a scale of one to 10, where would you rate your life best right now, your life quality right now? Oh, wow. Maybe five. Feathering already. Yes, yes. Going to four. I mean, these are really tough times, Dr. Kana, Mr. Delon. It is for everybody, not only for you, for everybody. Monetarily, things that we use to supplement our extra means. Not extra as in like buying a luxury car, but extra as in like somebody gets sick or a family budget or a bill to pay has been cut off for a lot of people, right? In companies where even if you're working in manufacturing, you used to survive on overtime. 
you can't do overtime anymore. Factories are closed, right? So money is drying up for a lot of people very quickly and it causes a lot of stress. And the stress is not directly because of money. It's because you cannot supplement the lifestyle or the livelihood for your loved ones. But the best way out of this is when we talk about it, is when we clear it out. But kind of what's your perspective on this? Work-life balance is something not only it's not only us who's, uh, who are struggling with this uh basically everyone out there especially during this pandemic era are going through this challenging time like you mentioned there's no more boundary between your workspace and your home anymore uh, it used to be very clear once upon a time because you used to work in the morning come back in the evening no job on the weekends you get time with your family things were very clear but now you are working from home there's even this term w, uh, WFH, work from home, you know. So there, uh, the boundary is not clear anymore and people are not ready to deal with this. They are not, uh, they don't know how to deal with this. So they tend to get anxious, they tend to get overwhelmed and then this leads to stress. However, uh, as difficult as it may be, uh, seeking work-life balance is possible. There are ways that we can do this um, to create a healthier balance between the relationship of uh, the relationship that we have with our work and with our loved ones. So, what can we do, and why we should do this? First of all, the reason we need work-life balance is because when we don't have proper uh, balance with work and family and friends and all these things, it impacts on our health. So what happens is we tend to get stressed. We uh, get other symptoms that can worsen our, the medical conditions that we uh, may have as well. So people might uh, turn to substance abuse and things like this and your health will get worse. So it is important to have this work-life balance to take care of our health, number one. Number two, when you don't have work-life balance, you will become tired, fatigue will hit in. So when you're tired, your productivity, your performance with work, your uh, attention to family will reduce a lot. So you'll end up making mistakes, you'll end up creating arguments, uh, you'll be irritated, angry. So that's not healthy as well when it comes to relationships. And this will lead you to lose um, connection with family and friends. So altogether, you'll be extremely stressful, uh, stressed out. But how do we deal with this? There are ways that you can deal with this. The priority here is to set limits. So we need to set limits with everything that we do when we um how we manage our time how we learn to say no to people and how we detach from work so managing time means that give yourself enough time um to get your work done so when this specific amount of time is spent for your work you don't deal with personal matters or things which are not work related uh, during that time and if you're dealing with your family if you're spending time with your family don't answer work emails don't answer work calls or messages at this time so that's how you manage your time 
this will give you better clarity this will give you um this will make you more relaxed this will not add on to the stress that you're already dealing with next learn to say no most people don't know when to say no so learn to evaluate your priorities at work and if your colleagues are seeking help and you think that they can handle this and you don't have enough time then it's okay to say no because you need to take care of yourself first we've mentioned this many times before taking care of yourself is important here because if you are overwhelmed with so many things you are going to make mistakes and then detach yourself from work so when you reach home don't bring your work back with you so you need to uh leave your work where you work uh right now it's tough because we are working from home so leave your work on the laptop leave your work on your tab leave your work on your phone don't deal with work related stuff uh when you're watching movies with your family or during dinner so detach from work i often tell my my husband that hey don't bring your phone to the bed because i don't want to have your clients in bed with us uh segue into that uh so years ago when i was still married to my late wife uh when we first started our business in cebu we would have customers have no boundaries they would message and call us 2 3 o'clock in the morning saturdays sundays and everything else this started creating a lot of issues with me and my late wife because i'm like who's this messaging at 2 o'clock in the morning that's right yes. amar because you will create arguments <laughs> you will create problems yes and we started fighting and i was like i'm like you know what this has got to stop and uh i i i went so every meeting i would have my customers i would say guys we are available to you from uh, 8 a.m until 6 p.m every working day saturdays and sundays is my day we will accept entertain emergencies emergencies dictates you're dead dying does not constitute emergency because that means you can still talk and walk yourself to the hospital when we made that so me and my wife we finally got some privacy and and people respected it and that that really helped us yeah that's very good information that you shared because why are we working so hard so that we can provide a good uh, life for our family so that we can uh, spend enough time with our family if we don't get that then what's the purpose of with working day and night this life becomes meaningless So I'm really big on relationship and relationship is important to me. Uh I prioritize relationship a lot. So bringing in clients, bringing in work to your bedroom is really not advisable. So it should be just a time with your spouse. You know, dining table should be a time with your family. So don't deal with phone calls and messages things like this. uh when you're spending time with your family because it's not respectful if you're talking to someone and they are not paying attention to you uh you don't feel valued you don't feel respected so that's what happening uh here you're not respecting your family so in order to have that good relationship with your family you need to know when to say no and know when to detach this is really really important so when you practice this you will know that things are working out and you will enjoy every single day 
and you'll have a good time in every aspect of your life. Time with your friends, time with your family, time with work. You will enjoy every moment and every aspect of your life. Oh, wow. That's that's very interesting, Dr. Kana. Uh, are you then recommending that because most of us are working at home, that we have like, okay, this desk is my work desk. And when I'm here, you guys at home should know that I am working. This is my work mode because this is not only for clients. This is also for your family, right? That's very close by that they know that you're working and that they shouldn't bother you. Uh, do you recommend like a space for work and a space for family as well? Is that, is that a good idea? What do you think about that, Dr. Kana? That's a very good question, uh, June, because the recently for a client who is working from a uh, uh, small space, I did recommend this as well. Because when you're working, well, for example, June, if I ask you, when you go to kitchen, what comes to your mind? When you go to the kitchen, what comes to your mind? What do you mean? Like food? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you see, that, that's the, the first thing that comes is food. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you associate kitchen with food. So mm -hmm. if you go to bedroom, you associate it with sleeping. Oh, so when, yes, yes, you, yes. You use every space we associate it with something. So if, let's say, you're using the dining table for eating, and then you also have to use it for working right now since you're working from home. It's going to be a bit challenging, but maybe you set a certain uh, time, you know, okay, 8 a.m. until 3 a.m. is my working hour. Nobody uses the dining table for food. We don't use it at a dining table, you know, something I'm, like that. I'm not sure um, a lot of people do this, but I know a lot of Asians do this. So uh, uh, culturally, we are... I was raised Hindu, so up to now, whichever home that I go to, even when I was in the Philippines, I would have an entire room dedicated as my prayer room. The whole room would just be my prayer room. So I would have my prayer-related stuff, and it will, the, the room will be playing uh, relaxing prayer mantras 24-7, non-stop. Right? I have a little device that plays prayer mantras, uh, which uh, we were raised to believe that it energizes the room, etc., etc. And I would have uh, a work room per se, or if I if I couldn't afford a room, I would have a partition and made that as my work room per se. So there's the bedroom, there's the bathroom, and then there is the uh, hall, living room. There's the dining room. So we were brought into these things, it, and it sort of anchors that that thought. So if I feel really really bad, I would just go sit down in my prayer room. And just the mere fact of being in the prayer room calms me down. And I start thinking about meditation, the possibilities of God helping me, etc. All this stuff. Right? If I go into the bathroom, all I think about is like taking a clean shower, cleaning up myself, etc. etc. If I go to my bedroom, automatically the only thought that comes is that's a good word that you use, the anchoring. So every space in our house without us realizing is anchored into our mind so we find it challenging during uh, this working from home situation but there are ways to change that like i mentioned earlier so if you're using one space for a few different uh, purposes like the living room is where you eat the living room is where you are working and the living room is where you spend time watching movies with your family so maybe uh, 
use it with uh, with different timings. You know, maybe the daytime is for work, nighttime is for movies. You don't talk about movies during nighttime in the living room, and um, so this kind of things can be done. So we have to be resourceful at this time, and um, this is this was a very good question, June. So we can use different spaces. And we can also share it with our family members that hey, this space is for me to work. So don't disturb me at this space. I'm working, or don't disturb me at this space during this time. I'm working. So this will give us a better clarity and boundaries to improve our productivity. Yeah, because can you just imagine, Dr. Kana, if, for example, we're talking right now, and then all of a sudden a child comes in, rides on my back, right. or, or so either one of you, and I guess um, I can I can see like a, a bit of a challenge in implementing that perhaps in the beginning because people are so used to when mom is home or when dad is home, that's playtime. Right, or right. he can talk to him, but because of this COVID, uh, because we're all working from home, we kind of have to get used to that. So, I guess uh, implementing that and reminding everybody, like what Mr. Delon said, that okay, you guys can contact us from eight till six. After that, nope, that's right. family time already. So, um, so this goes out to single parents, right? So I'm a single parent. All by choice, my my late wife passed away due to cancer. So this single parent choice was forced upon me. So uh, there are some people who feel that single parents parentage is forced upon them, uh, either that your spouse leaves or dies or whatever it is, right? So you might feel a lot of torture, like, hey, this is not what I signed signed up for. Where's my other partner who's supposed to help me raise this child? All that frustration comes in. So you might have a little bit of a different tendency towards your child because you want to accommodate them because you're the only parent that they have. So how do you say no to this child? Yet you need to do your work so that this child gets the life that he or she deserves. So uh, my son is four, turning five this year. Uh, my late wife passed away when he was still two. Before he turned three, she passed away. So uh, it was a very trying time. So at that time, I still had an office. I could go to an office. Uh, he, I have a private room in my office, but he has a bigger space to play with and everything else. So when he goes home, he has free access to all of my living spaces. Now, after we moved in, uh, back to KL, it's just him and me, and uh, we need to find that space so that he doesn't intrude, especially when I'm on a live call. I can't just be barging in, or when I'm running a live workshop, or when I'm having a very, very intimate call with a client, where they're pouring their heart out about their personal problems. I can't just come in. So, uh, I just had to sit down with him, like an adult, for a few times. Say, you know what? This is where daddy works, okay? You know daddy loves you, etc, etc. But uh, don't disturb daddy when daddy's in this room, okay? And if it's very, very, very important, and very, very important is if you're hurt, or if you're hungry, only then you knock on this door, right? But even then, these are the other things that you can do. So I gave him other plans of what he can do, etc, etc. I told him, my son is a very independent boy. He knows how to turn on his own TV. He knows how to turn on uh, uh, his own iPad. He knows the passwords. He knows how to go get himself his own water. He knows how to go get his own biscuits. He knows where the pantry is. I've made it all baby safe for him in that sense. And uh, that has helped. And I must say proudly to date, he has not barged into my room no matter how big of a problem he is. One time, 
had an argument with his sister or something and he was really in tears and that's when he came but that happened one time when he was a child so I've not had that interruption as much as other people have because you need to sit them down and treat them like a fellow human being instead of just screaming and shouting at them especially when it comes to this kind of matters that works so that's very interesting because uh, with children as well the uh, as young adults we can guide them we can share with them to from that young age if we can teach them these boundaries as adults they will understand this better so as uh, amar was mentioning this is how we were raised with uh, each space was uh, anchored into us so it's a very good method and it it's very helpful right now dr kana says that this is how we were raised uh because people might think that we are foreigners and we are very rich and very wealthy and everything else when we were growing up my parents were just working class people we lived right. in a very small place <laughs> right we lived in a very small house we had to share rooms uh a lot of time one toilet would work the other toilet would not work yet we had this spaces that was very creatively choreographed by my mom nonetheless uh, and with the, with the right color codings and things like that and and uh, it worked and that discipline uh, that gave us that discipline that we brought into different facets of our life you know dr kana studied in a european country i studied in australia i lived in uh, the philippines i carried it with me all throughout that's uh, very important amar that because many parents nowadays they are also living in a very small apartment or a condo and they are experiencing these challenges so it's important to be resourceful and it's important to continuously educate yourself um because there's always a way there's always a solution for every situation i truly believe in this that's true and if you have further questions about this of course you can send us an email on magicbizcoach@gmail.com so you can have dr kana and mr delon answer your questions i'd like to take this to a a, a different route now mr delon dr kana because i'm thinking uh in terms of financially are there any new priorities um in uh, managing our financial goals or how do we look at our goals this time in terms of um money the money business right. in our lives so regardless of what line of work you are in today be it whether you're a businessman be it you're a working in a manufacturing plant be it working you you cannot work from home you have to go to physical jobs your hours have been cut your hours have been that means you have extra hours doing something else right now this is the time for you to look into all the other things that you can do and should have done but you couldn't so give you an example if you are a teacher that job does not define your entire ability you're a teacher but you can cook right so why do you give away waste away that skill right if you're a teacher and you can cook at cooking show and these days you can just go online and just do it right speaking of that i have a uh, uh, somebody that i know who's a teacher who's done a cooking show 
and is now available on on, on YouTube and, and on TikTok and everything else. So uh, uh, by the next episode, I'll I'll plug it in for you guys to go and check that out. Or oh, if you are a doctor and you like painting, paint. You know there was a news that uh, somebody sold an invisible painting sculpture for a few million dollars. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is true. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's not fake news. And the, and the, and, the, and the guy said uh, to the person who bought the uh, work of art, that all you have to do is just imagine what the work is. Like, huh? Somebody paid twenty over million dollars for that, and you know. So yeah. So this is the time to fully explore your possibilities. Because if you do not, I'm telling you, the inevitable will happen regardless. All you have to do is go to a country like Singapore, right? Singapore is known for this country is perfect, this country is blah, 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 this country is great, 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 great. But when you go to Singapore, the first thing you'll be welcomed with is old people working at the airport, sweeping the floors, or old people working in McDonald's, serving you or cleaning up after you. And these old people used to be members of the community, like teachers, right? And now they're just taxi drivers. They just they're just servants. This is because even in a great country like Singapore, if you do not take advantage of your ability as a human being first, you'll be lost. There will be nobody in this world who's going to take care of us. No government, no no one will take care of you except you. You need to put yourself out there all the time. Right? You need to tap into this various God-given skills. I was reminded by uh, on this by Dr. Kana, uh, I think last week, a few weeks ago, when we were having a conversation. Because, oh, I'm Ahmad Dillon, the business coach. Millionaires and billionaires talk to me all the time. But then she said, hey, you know, you, you have so much more that you can offer the world. You have so much more skill sets. Have you forgotten that you used to model for a living? Have you forgotten that you used to act for a living? Have you forgotten that you used to write, direct, produce? I'm like, oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I get it. Like, why am I not focusing on everything that God has given me and I just choose on this one particular thing right now? And I'm like, damn, that hit a thing. So financial goals, I do not have to think about how I am going to become the next multi-billionaire. But how much money can I make from this skill? And then from the next skill, and then from the next skill, and then from the next skill. Right? And I just have to keep trying. Like for example, I just got a note now. My LinkedIn on an average gets about a hundred profile views every 60 to 90 days. That's a lot of views. Now, when I first started on LinkedIn, I would barely get one view a year. <laughs> All right? And uh, I've been on LinkedIn ever since it was founded. So that was back in 2013, 12, much, much earlier, 2008, something like that. But I only decided to be active on LinkedIn since 2019, August. Right? So this is after uh, my late wife's passing. I had to reinvent myself. I had to reach out to a place which is not toxic. Facebook was far too toxic for me. Too many haters there, too many naysayers there. Uh, LinkedIn seems to be a place for professionals to go and to really feature their thoughts, their positive side. And I was actively promoting myself on LinkedIn, not looking for anything, just to put myself out there. And a year later, I became more known in LinkedIn. 
And now going into two years mark of me being actively involved in LinkedIn, there's 100 profile views every few months. This will go into the thousands, I'm sure, as long as I keep staying active there. Right? So I've done something with that ability. Now, I also have my screenwriting ability. So now, there's so many channels that we can push our, our works to. Netflix, Amazon, uh, what's the new one? Disney, anywhere. Right? Or you can even go into any of these online channels and, and, and no, be known there. And that's an opportunity for you to grow your finances there. Right? Again and again, I'm saying, Okay, let's let's take since we have a message from uh, my 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 personal trainer Mr. Mito. Let's look at personal trainers. Personal trainers have so many different skill sets. Not all personal trainers are the same. Some specialize in injuries. Some specialize in rehab. I had this other wonderful personal trainer. Uh, his name is Bibi, also from Cebu. Wonderful guy. I had a lot of back problems and knee problems from not taking care of myself for years. Instead of going to the doctor, paying hundreds and thousands to the doctor. I spent like 100 days with this guy and he fixed my structure of my knee pain, my knee, my knee problems, my back problems. I was back into dancing again, right? Fixed it, fixed it. Great guy, great talent, right? I know this other, other personal trainer, his name is uh, Keith. Uh, Keith uh, specializes in a very, very uh, specific way of, of, of working out where you don't need a lot of expensive equipment to get fit and ripped. And he tailors to different different kind of people, right? Also from Cebu, right? So a lot of wonderful talented people are there. Just because you're Filipino or Cebuano does not mean your skill set is limited to only that market, that part of the world. It's literally worldwide. And the best part, most of most Filipinos, especially Cebuanos, Visayas speaking people, all speak good English. You don't have to sound like a white man. You sound good enough. And the peso to dollar value. It's cheaper. You can outreach so many more people. You have your skills are it's, it's, it's so so worthwhile. Right? So look into those abilities, and that's how you're going to change your financial goals this time. Not traditionally, not by getting a job, not by getting another gig, not by getting another client. Traditionally, but in place of one client, you'll be able to get 10, 20, 100, and this will transform your life for the next. Five years, I am sure of it. That seems like uh, that seems like it needs some deep introspection, Mr. Delon. So I'm going to ask Dr. Kana: Is that like a checklist, Dr. Kana? Like, okay, I'm good at this, or or how do I start by finding out? It's it's like you really need to sit down on that um, that beanbag of yours, Mr. Delon. Look up into the ceiling and say, okay, what am I? good at and I guess have the confidence. Is, is there a way, Dr. Kana? The thing is, uh, is to be resourceful. I, uh, I mention this very often, I mention this a lot. It's not about the number of resources that we have, it's about being resourceful. When we, are grow when we were growing up, we had many skills. We wanted to be doctors, we wanted to be lawyers, engineers, architects, models, you know. But then as we uh, grow up, when we meet people, teachers, surrounding environment, relatives, all of them just put us in a box and our mindset becomes limited. So we don't believe in ourselves anymore. So uh, I had a problem, for example, to dance for the longest time because I thought I was a bad dancer. I cannot dance. Dancing is not my thing. Because this was a thing that was 
put in in my mind by a relative. But later I realized, no, I had to break this mindset. I had to break this limiting belief. And now I dance however I like. There's nobody to judge me, you know? So that's how it is with many of us out there. So you're probably good at writing, singing. Um, it's just that you have to bring that out. You have to break that limiting belief. So if you have someone supportive in your life, like your spouse, or if you have a sibling or a friend or a parent or a child even who believes in you, just go and ask them. Do you think I'm, if you think like you're good at singing, but you're not confident enough, do you think I can sing, you know? Then you see their point of view, their perspective, you know? So get feedback from people who truly love and care for you, people who are not judgmental. If you have someone like that, get their perspective. And this might help you to come out from that limiting belief. So we have a lot of abilities because we are not just meant to work, pay bills, and do that boring job over and over and over again. You know, so you can paint, you can uh, probably make sweaters, you can make uh, clothes for pets, baby clothes, or uh, bake a cake or things like that. I used to bake cakes and sell cakes during my uh, uh, uni days when I was uh, wow. studying as a medical doctor. I used to sell chocolate cakes. And I didn't even know I could bake it. I just tried it. I wanted a cake that I liked and I couldn't find it there. So I learned to bake it and people liked it. I started selling it. <laughs> so you, we are uh, creatures who can create wonders. Our brain is amazing. We can do amazing things. The only thing that stops us is uh, our limiting belief. Wow, that's true. It's that limiting belief that you know, makes us think twice about what we can actually do. And Correct. if I think about that story of you selling selling the cake in, in uni, I mean, that's amazing, Dr. Kana. <laughs> Just take that one step. But there are some people, Dr. Kana, who are really not that confident. Uh, this confidence, uh, they were made to believe. This was put in, this idea was put in them by a family member, a relative, family, uh, friends, for example, you know, you look a certain way, You're, you cannot do this, you speak a certain way, you cannot do this, you know, um, if you go on believing like that, Barack Obama would not have become president, you know, if you go on believing that, um, there's so many people would not achieve so many things out there. Oprah Winfrey would not be Oprah Winfrey today for all the things that she went through. Lady Gaga would not be Lady Gaga today for the pain and struggles that she experienced. So it's uh, forget all these ideas that's been put into you by people who are probably not in your life anymore right now. Those people say such things and they're not there anymore. They left. You know, but you're still carrying those ideas with you. Hey, this lady, when I was eight years old, she told me that I can't do this. So I'm not going to do that. But this lady does not even exist in your life anymore. And you're passing it on to your kids. And they're going to pass it on to their kids. And this pattern needs to break. 
so and that step starts with you so take that effort put all your energy in because this is the time you will never get this time again to break free and discover yourself yeah now is a good time too because there's so many platforms that you can express yourself in right correct the resources are unlimited the world is in our hand literally and just in case it doesn't work the very first time dr kana that staying power to say you know what i'm gonna keep on going yeah that's a so- challenge too because sometimes It's it's not going to work for everybody right away all the time. That is right. If a child starts walking, if it doesn't walk the first time, do we say, "Okay, you'll never walk again. Never try. Stop walking. Don't even think about talking." We don't do that. We encourage the child, "Hey, boy, walk again. Go walk again. Give it a try. Hold on to this. Hold on to that." There are always ways to achieve what you want. It's just that how much you want it, you know? If you really want something, you will make it happen. Tony Robbins uh, has said something very beautifully. He said that there are only two reasons for us to do something because to avoid pain or to gain pleasure. So if something is going to give you pleasure, you're going to go and do that. If you want to avoid pain from something, you'll also go ahead and do it. So the choice is yours. You always have a choice. But keep doing it. Never give up. If you want something, continuously uh, put in that effort. Wow, Dr. Kana, that's a lot to think about. But it's definitely a roadmap on how we can actually harness our talents or look into ourselves and and see what we can do with our God-given talents and have the confidence to do it and the staying power to say, you know, I'm going to achieve. Uh, I'm going to be I'm going to succeed on what I'd like to do. Magic Nation, this week we also have good news for you because MBA on Air has a new segment. We call it MBA Insights. This is where Mr. Delon features different professionals who will share their world views on the issues we are facing today. And for this and for the pilot segment of MBA Insights, we are going to feature Dr. Satya Davy. Dr. Davy is a medical doctor, a graduate at LSMU Ukraine. She has a graduate certificate of family medicine from Australia and currently works as a medical frontliner in the government health clinic of Epo. Let's listen to MBA Insights with Amar Delon. But there are people who are regular people, uh, who are business people, regular people. They stress so much that they end up killing themselves. They have suicidal thoughts, etc., etc. Now, how do somebody like you, who's a doctor who's in the front line of this COVID, see deaths about COVID, uh, extreme cases of COVID? This happens to you on a daily basis. How do you have a personal life, or do you even have a personal life? And how do you manage that balance of taking care of your family, your household? Yeah, you still need to go to work. After this pandemic started, uh, now usually I don't work on weekends because it's a primary care, it's clinic, prim- uh, it's a government clinic where it, uh, the working hours eight to five. Uh, on we only work on weekdays. We don't work on weekends. After we started to face pandemic, uh, we primary care doctors they had to work on weekends, which is Saturday, Sunday. So does that leave any time for? <laughs> 
social time like you know family time or to spend time with uh, loved one or how do you manage that okay in that case i'm still lucky because after 5 i'm free i can do i can go back to my family doctors who has to cover icu the once they gown in if let's say they they if let's say they have to examine a patient you have to gown in you have to don in so um uh until the they they finish their rounds let's say they have to examine uh, 10 patients or high ICU patients or covid patients they let's say they start to work at 8 o'clock they gown in at 8 o'clock they cannot uh degown until they finish examining the patients so the moment you gown you cannot degown until you finish yes let's say uh, uh once you gown in you won't know how long it's going to take sometimes they will degown um uh after 5 6 hours you can't go to toilet you can't drink oh. water wow pre primary care our job is uh, more to if you ask me our job is more to uh, patients will come to us with symptoms uh, <coughs> most of the patient they won't go to emergency department we will examine the patient uh, we will swab the patient in our clinic and we will decide whether this patient need to be need admission or this patient can be monitored at home uh we will decide on the uh, uh we will decide on uh, house uh, quarantine or whether the, the patient need to be get need to get admitted those things this these are our primary care job so okay so now you you have to work on weekend uh and then of course do you see a lot of covid cases on a daily basis now oh yeah now with the sudden influx of patient we we see covid patients every day it's not covid patient patients with symptoms oh. so until and unless you you take their swab and get get the result you can't really uh, tell that they are positive or negative we are the primary care we will see the patients first before the patient go to hospital oh okay now that means you are actually coming into contact of a very deadly disease on a daily basis seven days a week How do you handle that stress? Yes, of course this pandemic is uh is giving us a different kind of stress, sudden influx of patient and it's just not about covid. We see patients uh with other chronic diseases. So, um, yes, we uh, we have to see diabetic patients uh if uh, we have to see uh, hypertensive patient, patient with psychiatric illness, patient with gynecological uh, uh gynecological problems. So, our job is like um uh, we 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 have to see uh, all types of patients with all sort of diseases so, so one day average how many patients do you see on uh, average morning we will see around 30 to 40 patients per person Please. in a day we our clinic will have around 300 patients so you personally will see close to 800 to 1000 patients uh, a month so seeing now i'm a business consultant so all i see is sick businesses Okay. So, but the, the people who are who can afford my services are not really sickly. They are well to do and everything else. So even then, sometimes dealing with this, I get stressed. I take I take uh, I take a break. Sometimes I go on a week's break. Sometimes I go on a month's break. All this stuff. Uh, the problem with COVID is because COVID happened, I have to change the way I do business. And still, it's productive. Not as productive as it was before, but it's different. But uh, it's not nearly as stressful as yours. Seeing a thousand sick people every month, how do you cope with that when you come back into your normal life? I mean, doesn't that affect you in some way? I don't bring back bring back my work stress. Uh, whatever I'm doing is uh, I try to get it done 
in my workplace, whatever working hours I have. So, yes. how do you handle life right now? So, you get up, you go to work, you know you're going to come into contact with a lot of people, different diseases, etc, etc. Of course, influx of patients are very high. The uh, chances of you, uh, patients, patients getting angry at you is also very high. Uh, your colleagues are getting angry. All this work environment stress is a very stressful environment, the, the medical environment. What do you do to de-stress? I try to spend as much time as I can with my family. Uh, when I come to my family, I don't talk about uh, work. I don't talk about patients. I don't uh, speak about my problems. I try to balance it with... Um, I, 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 I love reading. So that's, that's how I de-stress myself. Uh, I don't just read uh, novels. I, I love reading uh, medical stuff. I try, to, I, I try to improve my knowledge to help patients. That's why I de-stress myself. The moment I do something, when I know I'm doing something right, something um, uh, reasonable, I, I get happy with that. It's part of the job, isn't it? Yes. That's how well, we... I don't take things personally. Actually, that's very good, Dr. Yeah. Satya. Because uh, you, you uh, share on how you de-stress by continuously educating yourself reading. You know, that's something which is missing out and people are uh, not really doing much of it nowadays. I always really think good. my knowledge is my patient's outcome. Ah. That's very good. How about having pets? Does that help? It's an individual choice. If uh, I personally think uh, having a pet definitely will help you to, to overcome your stress. Uh, I do have dogs at home. Uh, when I come back to my dogs, I do feel better. So I, I do encourage my pet patients. If they choose to have pets, I, I always encourage them. Overall, right now, uh, if you were to say, uh, you know, this COVID thing, we don't see it going away anytime soon. It's going to be on and off until the whole world gets vaccinated to about 70%, which seems to be so far, far away. Most countries are doing a horrible job at vaccinating people. What kind of behavioral norms should we adapt? I mean, so that we and our families are as protected as, protected as we can be during this particular time in history. The best behavioural norm now we can uh, 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 practice is safety precautions. What are the safety precautions like uh, what the government is telling? Always wear a mask when you go out. Protect yourself. Regular hand washing. Um, avoid crowdy, uh, uh, crowded places. Uh, avoid unnecessary uh, going out, uh, these are the, the best safety precautions uh, you can practice. These are the, I, I think, uh, normal behaviours to protect you and also your family. I'm sure you don't want your family to end up in hospitals, getting intubated in ICU. So. Thanks a lot, Satya. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Satya. Thank you. I hope uh, things are better than Ipo for you. Magic Nation, you just heard our newest segment on MBA On Air. It's called MBA Insights. This week featuring Dr. Satya Devi, 
of the Government Health Clinic in Ipoh. We were on fire today, don't you think, Mr. Delon? Yes, we were because of our brand new segment, MBA Insights. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it too. It's always nice to get uh, a lot of views. You know, it gives us an it gives us a better perspective of what's going on in the world. One of the the reasons for the MBA Insights is to lead by example, right? I keep telling people you can do a lot of things today without money, without money, without money, without. Money. Right? This is one thing. Now, we've been we've, we are bringing in guests of international quality, international caliber, to give their viewpoint, to give their perspective. Right now, normally you would have to go to uh, a workshop or a seminar and pay a lot of money to listen to these kind of people, but I'm bringing them right to you wherever you are, on radio, on Spotify. And, and 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 so that you can you can grow from this right all we need is a seed of an idea for grateful people this will become a huge tree for ungrateful people it will become another hole so we don't care about ungrateful people so we need care about the grateful people right let's continue to nurture those who deserve growth right not the negative nancies not the toxic individuals in our lives and uh, that was a that was a little bit of an excitement uh, that uh, I'm able to bring into people's lives through the airwaves, through the digital airwaves uh, that they've allowed me to be in their homes, in their cars, wherever they are, listening to this. And we're very grateful, Mr. Delon, because really and truly, we need that ray of light and, and you know, ideas, ideas, just more ideas so that we can keep our life going and inspiration too. Dr. Kana, perhaps you can give us some final words to everyone listening to us right now. It is important to take care of your health. And in order to take care of your health, you need proper work-life balance. So to maintain that, prioritize on your self-care. Take care of yourself first. Spend time relaxing, do things that you enjoy. And know when to say no. So this will help you a lot. And just practice this and things will work out. Uh, you, you'll experience miracles. And I truly believe that is possible, Dr. Khan. I truly believe that is possible. Thank you so much uh, for sharing a lot of um, your thoughts with us. We will take it when we go home, sit on our beanbag or our monoblock chair, whatever it is. That's that little space so that we can reflect and be better people, not only to our bosses, our employees, but also to our family as well, and ourselves too, more importantly. Mr. Delon, what about you? For me, uh, every time I am on air, every time I can do something like this, to reach out to people, transform lives, continuously and consistently, lets me engraved very strongly in my message that this life is by design and you should live only by design. Continue to empower your lives and enrich your dreams because nothing is a series of accidents. Nothing is by chance. Everything that is presented to your life is for you to take and make something great out of it even this pandemic, even this COVID. So this is Amar Dillon, your Malaysian Messiah coach, signing off for today, but I will see you again next week, same time.
Tune in. Bye-bye.